Yo, yo, yo. How are you guys doing? Welcome back to Late Game Heroics. Uh, welcome to almost in-season Late Game Heroics. You know, we took a little vacation, got a little summer tans going, you know. You know, some of us, you know, some of us still working on our summer bodies, you know, late in the summer. But, you know, everything's all good. Uh, as always, I am joined by my co-host, First, the one and only Mr. Shakey's. What's going on, everybody? How you doing, Mr. Keys? How you been? What's going on, brother? How you doing? How you doing? I'm not Good. too bad. Not too bad. We're gonna pretend like we ain't been talking, <laughs> you know, <laughs> every day for the last 15 years. But whatever. Uh, and then, Joy, my friend, how are you? Doing good, man. How you doing? Not too bad. Uh, right now we are recording. We are the Hall of Fame game is on, and I'm not gonna lie to you, I was kind of disappointed that it was only on Peacock. I went to my live TV, my Hulu live TV, it just wasn't there. Uh, really? I'm, I'm watching it on Hulu Live on the NBC. Really? Like it, it popped up as like a, a Peacock. Oh, it's a Peacock thing. It's a Peacock. Watch it on Peacock. But maybe that, maybe that's just because I have too many subscription services. <laughs> that's what happens when you have a five-year-old in your house. Um, so a lot's happened. You know, as things go when you take vacations, uh, it seems like uh, no one, no one. We took a break, and everybody else forgot to take a break with us. You know, they forgot our, they didn't listen to our memo. Yeah. Uh, so some some things have happened. Um. Things happen, particularly in the world of basketball, in the world of football. I guess we can start with college football and work our way back around. So, so let's do it. Like as of right now, it looks like Arizona is leaving the pack. The Pac-12, even though it's not called the Pac-12, it's not going to be called the Pac-12 much longer, for the Big 12. This works in conjunction with, according to uh, Brett McMurphy from uh, the College Football Insider from Action Network, the Pac-12's media deal with Apple TV expires at the end of this week, which explains why all these moves are happening at the time that they're happening because they don't think that the pack is going to get a significant package for whatever they're offering, you know, whatever, whatever teams they have on board, they've already lost USC, UCLA, and they're losing Colorado. Uh, they're losing Arizona. Now who else are they, are they losing anybody else? I'm missing anybody else right now. Nobody else jumped ship yet. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, before we got on, Joey, you mentioned that uh, some of the players from other teams in the pack have uh, alluded to the idea that they might be they might be bailing ship as well. Yeah, I, I, I know 
it's kind of been for a while, but talking about uh, Oregon and Washington going Big Ten. They already got the USC, UCLA. So this is going to essentially make three super conferences? Essentially. Or is it just, yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, like seems like the only way to say the, the pack, pack whatever is... To fuse with the the Mountain West or something. That, I mean, is the Mountain West even going? I mean, because uh, San Diego, uh, San Diego State had flirted flirted with going to the pack uh, about a week or two ago, and then, you know, at the last minute they they backed out. But man, yeah, I think the Mountain West is. Uh, Content with their size, and I don't think nobody leaving the Mountain West. This is some, some big problems, and this this all falls under the you know. This all falls, especially with you know, we're getting rumors that Florida State is either they're getting ready to leave, or the decision's already been made that they left the ACC. It just hasn't been announced. So there's a lot of oof. there's a lot of stuff going on. How do you think this is going to play out on the consumer level? Like, so a lot of tradition, region-based tradition stuff is is clearly going to go away if they're not playing. You know, if they're not playing in conference and stuff like that. Do you think that affects the health of college football overall, or do you think we're in a situation where people just don't care, they just want to watch college football? I, I think the, the main thing about like a conference being regional is the, the fanfare of going to the game. Like, it's possible to like drive to games when they're just states over. I don't know how many people are actually gonna like buy plane tickets, like actually have to make like some real travel arrangements to get there. Um, I don't think it'll have like a drastic, drastic change on TV viewership. People, if you have a team, you're still gonna watch no matter what. Yeah, that's true, man. I'm I'm looking at some of these numbers. Uh, like I'm looking at, ooh, like the SEC is gonna swell to 16 teams. Uh, Pac's gonna sweep, gonna shrink to. What's well, looking like it's gonna be about eight teams right now, more or less. Yeah. <laughs> so that takes them out of. <laughs> That's like eight independents right there. Yeah, I think, uh, well, Big 12 should, they're going to bounce out a little bit because they're, they're losing, they're going to lose Texas and uh, Oklahoma. 
but they're bringing in they're bringing in Colorado and they've just brought in BYU, Cincinnati, and Houston. Um, mm-hmm. Not saying that those colleges have the same level of prestige as Oklahoma or Texas. I'm just saying just having teams. Right now, just having teams is important. You know, ask the Pac-12. <clears throat> I mean, eventually it's... The, and then, the writing on the wall is having the pack dissolve. So I think once it gets to that super conference type status, like so you just have right now, just kind of go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just gonna, I was just gonna say like just you can make it work. You just definitely have to keep those like cornerstone rivalry games. That's, I mean, that's true, man. Three, so there's basically going to be three 16 team uh, conferences, and then it's going to be the ACC, and then whatever the pack is. And they better hope that that none of the teams in the ACC get kind of who who probably don't want to jump. Who would you think? From the AC, the ACC will pursue from the rest of the teams from the Pac-12. Who from the ACC would would leave to pursue some of the teams from to pursue some of the Pac-12 teams? I yeah. don't know if the ACC would want to pursue because that's a that's a lot. To, that's, that's a bi-coastal. Yeah, that's a lot. It's kind of it's kind of a sinking ship. Let's we'll see. I don't. I uh, man, I I don't think the pack could, is a thing. I, I don't think it could be. I mean, it's clearly in a very bad situation right now because everybody just running to wherever the money's at. And I guess the indication is that the twenty million dollars a year that each conference is going to get isn't enough, you know, for some of these teams to stay. But man. This does not look good. So what so, what happens if Florida State leaves the ACC? That drops the ACC down to 15 teams, right? Uh, then, no, 14. You'll see. Yeah, 14 still? No, 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 no. It's 60. So it was uh, Boston, Clemson, I mean, Boston College, Clemson, Duke, Florida State, Georgia Tech, Louisville, Miami, North Carolina, NC State, Pittsburgh, Syracuse, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest. So Florida State, if Florida State leaves the ACC, they're probably looking at the SEC, right? They're at least going to flirt with the idea of, of being in the same conference as Florida. Or am I crazy? No, that's most likely. But if Florida State leaves, is there a possibility of more ACC teams leaving? Is Florida State and Miami a package deal? Well, here's the thing. I don't feel like Miami really has a lot of... I don't think they have as much sway to influence anything right now as they did at a previous point in time. Now, if this was 20 years ago, 
Miami could probably name whatever conference they wanted to go to, you know. Yeah. And but there's a reason why once Colorado got all their once they got the publicity from having Coach Prime, now you see the jump, you know. Uh, USC gets Caleb Williams. USC becomes a hot spot again. Now they make the jump, you know. Uh, I mean, I still can't explain UCLA's thing. I, I can't explain that at all. I just, I don't understand that. <laughs> I don't I don't understand where it was just like, well, we, we LA boys together. Well, I mean, you know. it is a, it's a big name coach. I mean, they did they, say that there were some money issues at UCLA. Hmm. So that might have driven, that might have driven some things. The ACC has to worry about North Carolina and Clemson leaving. That's the two. Everybody else, I feel like, well, Miami, if you lose Miami, it's like a, a historic thing, but like, do you really, is Miami really bringing in What's Miami's value to the ACC right now? Right now, it's problems. Yes, <laughs> it's problems because they. So you know, I, the NIL thing. You know, Miami was the face of the NIL deal, and that whole thing is going bottom up. That guy lost what four hundred million dollars, and he's yeah. under investigation, and it's it's that's looking bad. But I mean, look, I mean. Duke's value is basketball. Florida State is Florida State. And that's the other thing. Florida State is getting a lot of preseason hype, a lot of preseason top 10. And now you see them, you see them forcing for a jump. I mean, Louisville, Louisville hasn't been, I'm not saying Louisville hasn't been relevant, but Louisville isn't Lamar Jackson, Louisville. I mean, Pitt's not even Pitt from three years ago, from two years ago, even. Mm-hmm. Syracuse is, I mean, when you think Syracuse, you think basketball. I mean, this is, this is just, I never thought I would see, it's almost like there's no one in control. It's almost like there needs to be a, let's, now hear me out, hear me out. It's almost like there needs to be a a non-school associated body that legislates how things run in all of these conferences you know it's almost like they need a collegiate we'll athletic association we'll just call it <laughs> NC2A or something like that <laughs> it's almost like they need a NCAA to oversee it, this is like a mad dad. This is this is a transfer portal for for multi million dollar schools. This is ridiculous. It's wild west. Well, what's gonna happen when the money's slow? What's gonna happen when people don't when when you know? Because right now the big thing is everybody is basically saying, "Hey, the streamers have money." Apple has money, Amazon has money, Disney Hulu has money, and they're using that to up the price for these schools. 
But what happens when the data comes back and the numbers aren't what they what they want them to be? And that number kind of shrinks a little bit. Because there's going to be... I'm looking at all this. There's going to be some very pissed off people that we don't take into account that may not be people that are online all the time, but they might be somebody who have been lifelong, you know what I'm saying, UCLA fans in the pack and is gone. Or they're lifelong ACC people or they're, you know, these things matter. And if they just say, well, fuck it, well, I'm just not going to watch anything. That's going to, that's going to hurt the game. It's just a lot of, it's a lot of money being thrown around. A lot of, I feel like I'm, I almost feel like I'm at like one of those places where the, I'm not going to describe, I'm not going to say the name of the place, but one of the places where the cash kind of just falls down from up top and everybody start losing their mind. You know, I feel like I'm at one of those places. <laughs> lot of moves I mean even I mean there's a bunch of moves even happening like the non you know like Conference USA in the in the AAC and Notre Dame's looking like the smart one now <laughs> yeah Notre Dame who just like they Notre Dame's associated with the uh with the ACC right now but like I wonder if Ooh, that is a good that's a good thing. So what I wonder if uh what's left of the pack? I wonder if they say, hey, uh we'll cut you a very large check, Notre Dame, if you come over. I don't know if they will. No, Notre Dame has such a rivalry with USC and Michigan though. And they got that weird NBC deal still. Mm-hmm. Where they just somehow Notre Dame <laughs> signed this ridiculous deal with NBC where they're just like the team. That was like a 20 year team for NBC. Yeah, it's yeah. They're like the team for NBC. And so Well, I mean, we'll continue to monitor this. I mean You guys feel? Do you guys like all this? Do you guys are you guys feel hopeful? Or you kind of feel like uh, it is what it is. I'm I'm more leaning towards it is what it is, unless it like makes it kind of like unbearable. It just sucks like having that tradition like change. I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on in college football between there's a lot of changes happening and you got to be careful you don't want to make too many changes so you you finally open up the check for players great but that's caused the wild wild west now you're making all these now all these schools are fucking doing all these crazy moves and then you're changing the college football playoff what's that going to do to the bowl games what is this gonna what is this gonna do to conference championship weekend? Like is conference championship weekend gonna mean anything anymore? Not with a large multi-team playoff. My only gripe that I've seen so far, well, I got gripes, but my main gripe is 
the the no divisions in the SEC. Yeah, that was another thing the SEC came on. They dropped their schedule stuff. It was basically, oh, we're not doing divisions. So it's basically just top two and you you there. So what happens if the top two is in the East, you know, and they played each other already once and the West don't, I mean, yeah, that's just, yeah. But you know, you know, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just being old man yelling at the clouds, which, you know, that's fine. I'll accept that role. I'll gladly be that guy. In my day, it was, it was individual conferences and it was a power five and a, yeah. Well, sit down, Grandpa. Uh, anything else about the story you guys want to cover? Uh, or anything college football related? I know uh, you guys are very close watchers of the recruiting trail. So, uh, No, nah, I don't have anything else to say. You got anything to say, Billy? Number two until we ain't. Those of you who don't join us regularly, uh, I am I am surrounded by uh, a Buckeye and a Gamecock, and they constantly snipe each other in our group chat about uh, recruiting. It's a very fun time. All right, next topic. Do we want to move on to the world of professional football? Well, hell, college football is professional football now, but uh, <laughs> do we want to move on to the world of NFL? Let's go. All right, let me uh, let me get my bottle out. Let me see something here. Let me uh, get my my jug of water and I'm uh, your glasses. Pour a little bit out. I'm pour a little bit out for my running backs, man. My running backs don't get no love out here. Shout out to shout out to John shout out to Jonathan Taylor, man, and and Saquon and all the rest of them. Uh, mm, man, it just shows you how 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 much the league has changed in such a short period of time, where a number one a number one back used to get either the largest or the second largest contract on the team. But now, elite level running backs are getting $10 million a year, and that's basically it. You're not getting nothing else. This kind of this ties back to the conversation we had a few weeks ago about, you know, what would you do if your you know, if your kid was, if you had a very athletic kid that was playing, playing football and they were a running back, would you allow them to continue playing running back, or would you Force them to switch, uh, you know, either switch positions or switch uh, switch sports. I think this is pretty much your answer right here. Hey, son, I'll pull out the paper like you see this. You see what Jonathan Taylor's getting paid? Nine million dollars. So you have to, you have to hold out a force trade, son. You're gonna play defensive end. That's what you're gonna play now. You're gonna play defensive end. Backs. I mean, the only 
the only thing that they can do is, I mean, they can possibly all hold out at the same time, but we know what the, all they're going to do is just go sign somebody off the street. Ricky, Ricky Williams, you around somewhere? Ricky's first test is, are y'all still doing drug testing? <laughs> I think the I think the Jonathan Taylor thing, the only thing that alarmed me, the thing that alarmed me the most about that was just did you guys see Ursay's comments? Um, yeah. How it was kinda like Is Ursay just Taylor a bad could... owner? Is he just a um, bad owner and I just and he just secretly got lucky with Peyton Manning and then got lucky with Andrew Luck? Is that just what this is? I mean, I from the players that play with him, they all seem to like him. I think he's just getting more cuckoo with age. He's the he's the oldest owner. Yeah, I mean, is he is he a fish? No, it's Jerry, ain't it? Jerry's eighty one. Jerry look all of 81 too. Oh wow. Is that really? How old is your mercy? He was born in fifty-nine, so not that old. Sixty-four? Look that old because <laughs> you know, there's yeah. You can just you can look up Mercedes history if you want to. I'm not gonna tell you what to do with your life. But uh but, but it seems like that that tack I mean what Ursay said, I don't like it, but I also feel like it's the same I feel like the other owners feel that same way. They just don't want to say it out in public. Yeah. To play Dale's advocate, how much you're talking about plug and play, does the recent history of success kind of warrant that paying different positions more because that, that's what's winning the games? You, you want me Quarterback, you want me receiver. Blow, you want me to blow your mind? You want me to blow your mind with a, a, a really a super hot take I have? Who's that? I feel like the plug and play thing plays for all positions, except for the except for the upper crust one percent elite, elite, elite players. I think you could plug and play most guys and get a value out of them. Yeah, and I, that goes for that goes for wide receiver, defensive end, cornerback. You know, outside of the the upper crust one percent, that upper crust, you know. You could plug and play most. I mean, I feel I've been feeling that way about quarterback. I feel like there's need to be a referendum on quarterbacks for a very long time. I feel like the fact that a mid-level quarterback getting twenty million dollars a year, thirty million dollars a year that we're seeing right now is is BS because some of these quarterbacks aren't that good and we know it. But just because this says quarterback, they get they get you know what I'm saying they get a paycheck. Yeah. 
I feel like you could probably bring somebody in. I know people might, I know people don't believe, don't agree with me in some of these things, but I, I feel like the plug and play thing kind of plays for a lot of things. But I also think there's a respect factor, man. Like you, we all know what's going to happen to that running back. You're going to draft that running back. You're going to run the shit out of him for, so you drafted him, what, 21, 22? Yeah, let's say he's 21 because he, he gets to his college 18. He's 21. You can mm-hmm. run the shot out of him for about four or five years. You go give him a second contract, but you have no intention of him being on your team when that second contract is over with. Yeah, that's more likely true. Because you've hung this fictional thing, you know, about, you know, being 30 years old on a running back and going, well, when they hit 30, you got to take you got to take them out back and put two bullets in their head. And yeah. I just don't like the fact that how, you know, I, I think both of you guys are on like on football, Twitter and, you know, football, social media, the callous way that they talk about players, but particularly how they talk about running backs. I just don't like like there is there needs to be a respect factor here at the end of the day this is a this is a human being who is running into a wall of you know what I'm saying hmm. but it just pe- yeah. people point to the example of in recent how the players certain players have begin gotten their like the big paydays like Zeke and like uh like Melvin Gordon like but we the see that with wide receivers. Stops. Yeah. We see that with wide receivers. We see that with defensive ends. We've seen that with quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, it, people have, and it's, it, it trickles down to college and it trickles down even further than that, that like people love passing the ball. Like I just, the last time the, league MVP was a running back and that team won the Super Bowl was in 2000 with Marshall Falk. The last time a running back was the Super Bowl MVP, 97, Terrell Davis. Okay. The only thing I'll say is the Super Bowl MVP, I do not give a shit about because they always fuck that up in my opinion. You don't believe me? Why is fucking... Why is fucking homeboy from the Ravens uh, the Super Bowl MVP of that game when he didn't do nearly? Yeah, that's the Super oh, Bowl MVP yeah. thing is always yeah it's that's always a rough one because they start voting on that thing in the third beginning <laughs> the third beginning of the fourth quarter yeah but uh, I uh, I get what you're saying but what what. Of this problem falls on the NFLPA to try to fix, or do they not even care because it's just one position? I don't. I don't think they. I, I wouldn't say I don't think they. I mean, they care. They care a little bit, but man, if do they even have power to? But do when anything? you go, when you go, but like when you go look at like when it's time for like highlight reels and stuff like that, there's always like one of the first highlight reels you always see is like, look what this running back did. You know what I'm saying? 
Look what you know. Look what look what Kamara did. Look what Derrick Henry did. Look what uh, look what CMC did. You know. Yeah. Like those it, things it are important to go ahead. It kind of like is like a little chicken or the egg situation because people will argue it's like, well, the market dictates that they don't have to pay them as much. But the people that dictate the market are the ones that pay them. So, and that's why that's why I was like, when people like, oh, they're not they're not colluding they're not colluding with each other to not pay uh, running backs. Yes, they're not colluding in, as in like they're sending the text message to each other like, hey man, don't pay that guy with ten million dollars. But definitely by the way that they, all those contracts, all those contract offers fell at the same all within the same 48 hour period and they all for about the same exact amount of money yeah. they were all looking at each other going okay so who's gonna be what's the number what's the number it's like when you go to an auction you know mm-hmm. who's setting that number out at the auction I, I, I understand look I'm not saying that I'm not saying running back should be paid 25 30 million dollars but this kind of goes back to what i said before that elite level running back needs to be paid and if we end up in a situation where the best of the best at their position cannot get the max amount of money possible that's a problem if the best running back in football can't make what the third string wide receiver makes, what's the problem here? This is a big problem. Who was the number one running back last season? What's Josh it Jacobs. Josh Jacobs? What's his contract? Jonathan Taylor was the number one running back with two years ago. And mm. then it was Derrick Henry. And then, you know, and then that's also... The other thing that kind of helped the passing game that's that's made the passing game explosive is also running backs evolving and catching out of the backfield. Yep. When Marshall Falk won, what made Marshall Falk special because running backs wasn't doing what Marshall Falk was doing. And then you had Falk and then you had LT and then and now it's a standard, you know, it's a standard evolutionary trait. I mean it's like the tight end evolution. Go ahead. We Nick Nick Chubb is the Cleveland Browns offense, and we we paid him three years, nope. thirty six million. Yeah, but you can also see, you know, the the share of the share of offense that he had. Yeah, he, you're right. He is the offense. But I think they said Saquon was forty percent of the the Giants' offense. 40% of the Giants offense was mm-hmm. Saquon Barkley and they turned around and paid Daniel Jones all that money. Well, the, the record, I, I, yeah. I, I, I forget what it is, but like just the record for Daniel Jones when Saquon's playing and not playing, like it's, it's drastic. Yeah. I just worry, man, because just, all right, I, I don't like the way that the way that uh, the scale has gone from the gap between the quarterback and everyone else has gotten so big and it just makes me uncomfortable. 
like I get it. You you need a quarter. You need you need solid quarterback play to win the Super Bowl. You know. Mm-hmm. And then um, you have to you have to pay the the offensive line, and then you got to pay people for him to throw it to, which kind of kind of puts running back at that fourth important. That's the other. That's the other thing about a running back. That's the other part about a running back. A running back also has to be able to be able to be a good pass protector. Yeah. That's the other aspect of it. They're, they're just, they're just multi. And, they're, and they they're want, and they want them, then they want them to catch passes too. Yes. They want you to block. They want you to catch passes. They want you to run. They want you to be elusive. And they also want you to run over the 300 pound guy in front of you. And you better do it quick because when you turn 26, I'm going to start looking at them legs like, I don't know. Well, I think I saw, uh, um, it was a meme with Leonardo DiCaprio, the um, the twenty five age year old girls or whatever. Oh yeah! <laughs> like whenever yeah. Leonardo sees somebody turn twenty five, and it's like, nah, I don't want you no more. Yeah. That's kind of how like the NFL does with the the running backs. Thirty year old So Nick Nick Chubb is twenty seven. He has this year and next year on contract. So that'll be interesting to see if, if he's still productive. Which there's no reason that he wouldn't be this year and next year. Like, what what are, what does Cleveland do? Yeah, we we all watched Minnesota just all they had was Adrian Peterson and they ran Adrian Peterson to the they ran him to the, the ground. That man was putting up two thousand yard seasons. <laughs> Tearing his, he tears his ACL the end of one season back to the beginning of the next. Like, it, yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. But you know, so you hit that point and they just throw you out. All right, so let's 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 talk about something less more. But I just this makes me sad. Just <laughs> the NFL, I love is just changing in a way I don't like. It's fine. Um. So, how are you enjoying your uh, Hall of Fame game, Joy? First look at your Browns. I know it's nothing much to look at because it's preseason. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of lot of second string, third string guys trying not to get cut this week, and then like all preseason, the refs. They like to they like to throw that flag around, which is true. It is kind of sloppy football, but there's a lot, on this game they they called a lot of uh, illegal formation penalties, which that's just young guys probably not knowing where to line up correctly. But it, it's it's very refreshing that football is is back on a television. Is it just me or does Aaron Rodgers seem extremely happy to be in New York? To be a judge? When, when they interviewed him in the third quarter, he seems like it is a whole, like, fresh, fresh breath of fresh air just to, like, start over. And, like, you see, like, the videos with, like, with him and Garrett Wilson and Sauce and, 
he he obviously loves uh, Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, but I mean, he, yeah, I mean, I think he I, they play they play the the Broncos week five. Yeah, I want to see I want to see uh, Aaron Rodgers and Sean Payton get into it. Yeah, I I, I think of that that scene from uh, Remember the Titans when Gary Berchier ran over to the coach and just like pointed in his face. <laughs> He just did that to Sean Payton. <laughs> he scores a touchdown. He runs over there, just points it at his face. So, I thought the most interesting thing was he restructured his contract. Yeah, and he opened up a whole lot of money for. I assume this is the Dalvin Cook, you know, mm-hmm. the Dalvin Cook spot, but he opened up a whole lot of money to help the Jets kind of, which is something that he just was not doing in Green Bay. In Green Bay, he took all the money. He took your mm-hmm. money, my money, your kids' money. You know, he took all the money off the table. He didn't care. Yeah, the ghost of uh, Brett Favre inside of <laughs> Yeah, it's just fascinating to watch a, a happy Rogers is just like, oh, I'm just here, I'm just you know, just wearing diamond, ch- diamond, diamond chains and yeah, it's just you know, I'm the man. Is he still on his drugs? His uh, psychedelic? I, I think that was an off-season thing, like the the hardcore stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, the super hardcore stuff. Rogers on that. Rogers on that good stuff at one point. Um, I know, I know, we're on uh, professional football, but I just saw um, HBO is coming out with a documentary about Bishop Gorman, or not Bishop? Um, Bishop Sycamore, baby. Bishop Sycamore. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm here for it. I will be oh partnering with <laughs> I want to know how. I want to know who decided this was a good idea. Yeah. Oh man. I need. I need to know. And why did y'all, thirty-plus-year-old men, go out there and think y'all was gonna run over some some eighteen, nineteen-year-old boys who ain't got nothing else on their mind but playing sports? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. I am not going out and there how, and messing with. And how them. did how did ESPN? say this is the game we're going to televise I think it was more about the team that they were playing than than well yeah I mean, obviously it was yeah. like they were playing IMG yeah but usually like the televised game it's like well it's IMG versus like the 20th team in the nation or something like that it's not just like hey this this is a school from Ohio like we're in Ohio and they just kind of like shrug their shoulders <laughs> It says Ohio. Yeah. Ohio what? Yeah. From Ohio. It just kind of shows you just how how easy it is to to manipulate the process if you really if you really try. Even 
even ESPN, the worldwide leader, you know, just yeah. But like, the, the, like the coach was talking, and like he's like, "May I? I need to hear more about it." But he's like, "Do I? Did I do anything illegal? Am I in jail?" Like, um, I guess not. I, let me let me hear you elaborate sure on this. There's, some, there's there's probably for some documents and. You know, there's some there's some stuff and you can find something in there. Maybe. It'll be very interesting. That's the worst type of character, man. Now he, he feels he, it's almost like that uh and this is not a sports play, it's almost like that that uh Firefest documentary where the yeah. guy that actually ran the, the Firefest and just like, uh, I don't wanna hear from you. <laughs> you feel like you didn't do anything wrong. Like I hope I hope they talk to like like the IMG guys and they're like, at what point did you realize like this something was went terribly wrong? When we were up seventy-two to nothing, like <laughs> fifty-two to nothing, because this is the IMG Academy, of course, you know. Yeah. And this, this is gonna be on. Um, you said Netflix? No, that one. That's an HBO one. The Netflix are the Florida Gators and Johnny Football. Okay. Shout out to you, Johnny Football. Heard you. Uh, heard you opening the bar right outside the stadium that he made famous. <laughs> hopefully, it's nice and successful. And hopefully, you get every dollar that that Texas A&M didn't pay you. I'm excited about was it Swamp Kings? <laughs> That's gonna be a shit show. <laughs> a successful one. Yeah. A successful one. Yeah. This is gonna be like an episode of Cops in the Nineties. you want to hit uh, football related I mean I know we said we're going to hold off on getting into like season preview and stuff like that but anything news wise and then you're hearing anything you're seeing um no I think we're I'm good on on that Yeah, not too many headlines out right now. Just a couple fights in in camps. Yes, that's to be expected. If if the linemen aren't fighting in camp, then I I don't you're not having a good camp. I'm just saying. If your office, if one of your offensive linemen and your defensive linemen are not just coming to almost blows, then yeah, you 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 know. Oh, I did. I did hear, um, what was it, Tennessee? They kicked one of their offensive uh, tackles off the team today. Uh, oh. He was doing. Oh, Raven not messing around, huh? Yeah, he was doing some crackbacks. They got him up out of there. Can't do that. Can't do that on teammates. 
not do that on teammates. I guess it was his uh his second time that we getting in a fight with somebody. So they said, enough is enough. You got to go. Clearly he wasn't a starter, so well or a significant starter if he was a starter. Uh let me change uh sport topics, but uh I'm I'm just curious, like and I know it's been a while since we talked. How do you guys think this this Damian Little thing is gonna end? Cause I find it very interesting that the league, the NBA who lets all this crazy stuff happen, you know, they let Harden basically force his way out of every team that he wants to, with him showing up wearing allegedly wearing, you know, a uh a Eddie Murphy clumps his fat suit. Uh do whatever he wants, but then Lillard is pretty adamant on wanting to go to Miami for his trade destination. And the league steps in with this big old memo. I found it I found it interesting considering, you know, Dave's one of the few guys that has held up, you know, a small market team by himself with no with no real complaint. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Keys. Um, I did find it weird that they they basically like, hey, stop talking about it or or else, basically. And um, it just it's weird. It's didn't weird Anthony Davis weird. basically didn't Anthony Davis tell everybody, every team that even sniffed around him? that I'm not going to your team. Yeah. I'm going to the Lakers. Including Boston. Boston was Boston tried yeah, to get him and yeah. <laughs> yeah, he totally yeah. Not coming to y'all. I don't know. It's just it's like the league they silence certain people and they let other people ride. I'm so man. I don't know how this is with the class. Um, I don't know if it does go through this season. I saw a couple of uh, trade packages that had went out. They had like Tyler Hero and like multiple first round picks and some second round picks. And it, it still wasn't good enough for the trade. So I don't know if they're going to get a third team involved, involved or What's going to happen? Situation. My whole thing is, what is, what is the expectation for Portland? What do they think they're going to get for Damian? Say you're, say you're GM number two. You're the GM of. Okay, say you're the new GM of the uh, the Charlotte Hornets. You know, what are you willing to part with to get? A, a Damian Lillard that clearly doesn't want to be on your team, that clearly wants to be on Miami. Yeah, you're and not going to give up. Yeah, and Portland's asking for the max. I mean, it's kind of 
him doing that kind of takes the air out of Portland's negotiating. Yeah, I mean, you know, New Orleans got lucky because the Lakers had all these young assets. You know, they yeah. they they wanted to part. They had to part with that they were willing to part with to get to get uh to get Davis. But man, if they didn't, if I honestly think the Lakers probably could have. They probably could have really got over on New Orleans. They would have just been like, well, we... no. Yeah, take, take, yeah. yeah, take all this. You know, take, you know. Do you think it's going to get done um, before the season starts? Uh, I think that, uh, It should get done. Well, I'll say this. Lillard will show up to camp. It may or may not be done, but he'll show up to camp. Because I don't Lillard doesn't seem like the type of guy who's be like, I don't want to play basketball. You know. Mm-hmm. He might not want to play for Portland anymore, but he and I don't think he outright hates Portland. I just think it's just one of those things where he at a certain point you can't save everybody. You know, you can't save the day all the time. And I mean, they tried. They tried to put a team around Lillard at one point, but it just never. And then you got to think about all the people, all the teams he had to face in the West. So he's he's coming into his own in the West during a time where, oh, you got to you got to fight Steph. You got to fight. You know what I'm saying? The Steph Clay, Draymond fucking monster. And then oh wait, for these two years we added KD just to. Just to add a cherry on top of everything else, you know. Mm-hmm. Or like now, like they they've added, you know, Phoenix has added, you know, KD and I mean I still think that's a I don't love that team on paper. I have to see it in person, but you know, they added KD and you know, it's KD and Booker and and then you got, you know, you got you know the Serbian, the Serbian God. You know, up in Denver. Speaking of which, have you seen pictures of him lately? No. Homie has looked like he has not touched the basketball in since the end of the finals, and he looks completely happy. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's got his horse. <laughs> so I, mean, I would hope. I would hope everybody gets something done. And I would hope there's a I don't want to say a good faith move by Portland, but just kind of this guy was the face of your franchise for a long time and, and carried the water for you guys during a lot of stuff, you know. I would expect you to kind of respect him a little bit. Because he's not he's not he's not one of those people that's like I said, he's not a Harden, he's not a Ben Simmons. You know, this guy's done all the right things. The he's he's been as good as a franchise player for your for your franchise as any as anybody else. I mean, uh, he, he's clearly above and beyond any, like the expectations of him coming to Portland in the first place. Oh yeah, yeah, he's far outseeded, far outseeded expectations. We shall see. Hopefully, uh, hopefully things run a little better for him, and he, 
Hope things turn out better for for him in, in the long term. Yeah. So, so you brought up the Joker, and me and you talked about that earlier this week, about how like Luca and Joker and with the Olympics and how international basketball might not go toe to toe. Like they they're almost like toe to toe with American basketball players now. Have you seen the Canadian FIBA team? No, that Canadian fever team stacked on top of our American fever team. It's it's looking kind of it's looking kind of close. Yeah. Well, do you think what happened to basketball is now catching up to the women's soccer, who has dominated for my whole life? I mean, that's that's part of it. I also think that you're seeing a new crop of a new crop of players come in to this. There's a change of the guard going on right now. Yeah. Um, Rapino, this is Rapino's last run. Uh, a lot of veteran players that are on that team aren't going to be there. You know, the next go around, the next significant go around. And there's some, there's a lot of young, there's a lot of young players on this team. And it almost reminds me of do you recall the? Did you watch the uh, the the Team USA doc, the one with LeBron and Kobe? Yeah. And do you, do you remember that moment they were talking about trying to figure out who the alpha was? And oh, for the the two thousand four team. Yeah, yeah. Was yeah. That, was it the four or the eight? But they were trying to figure out who the alpha of that team was. Mm -hmm. And it basically, it ended up being Kobe. Uh, And they took... Oh, no, I was was talking about the one when they, when they, when they lost that 2004. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So so that might be kind of what is looking like this year where they need to find that, that redemption, that that spark again. Yeah, they they need to find because Sweden's coming and the Swedes look like they are oof. And then we just saw we just saw Germany get knocked off. Mm-hmm. Ooh, some did somebody against Nigeria or somebody like that? Uh Morocco. Like we were the the right side of the post from going home, mm-hmm. and to have was uh, Carly Lloyd like come out and be like, "What are you guys all like happy and smiling for after that game?" Like, that that means a lot when you hear like. Girls. Definitely God in them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I think they'll get it together. There's, there's still the the betting favorite to to win it all, but I just, I did, I did, didn't know if 
you kind of think like maybe it's just that like just like basketball like people will catch up to us no <laughs> yeah I mean yeah they I mean they have inspired a a generation of of other players in you know I just I just don't want to see them lose because I know exactly what's gonna happen if they lose. <laughs> because uh so they're not gonna hear this podcast, so I don't care. Uh so there's some people I work with uh just do not like the women's team. They, is it the women's team like or is it just they, Megan Rapino? I, I think it's a Rapino thing. I think they didn't like the fact that they they didn't they didn't they don't sing the anthem and that they you know they back Colin Kaepernick and you know I, I work with some of those type of people you know they mm. they not bad people but you know they just have their their way of viewing the world uh, and they're kind of they're kind of actively rooting for them to lose and it's just kind of weird. But it's kind of it's kind of contradicting. Well, <laughs> very Jason Whitlock s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, some some people some people never forget, man. Some people never forget. Like I said I hope I hope they don't lose. I don't I don't wanna because then they're gonna try to validate oh this is why you can't pay the girls look them girls been dominating for <laughs> girls been dominating for almost 20 years man like relax man like I think they say that's the first time they finished second since like 2011 or some shit like that yeah they're they're like the men's basketball team they there's an expectation of like, hey, you gotta be, you gotta be here. I would love to have the expectations of our men's soccer team. Oh, I got That's expectations r- of them. No <laughs> expectations, goddamn. Yeah, just go out there. Just... <laughs> That's that's really just playing with house money. Like, let's try to win, guys. I think they're building a nice team, though. They got a good young core. Yeah, I, I think I think both sides have have good young cores that's gonna be that's gonna play a part in their teams, you know, years to come. But excuse me. So nobody won't be hearing that shit in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> We're Americans. We want we want victory. That's all we want. We want victory. However, we can get it. Soccer had third topic on the, on the list, man. That's pretty fun. That's pretty fun. So, uh, oh, let's hold up. Give a jug. All right, we're going to pour a little bit out for MJ as an owner, as a majority owner. Finally sold his stake, man. 
I think this is a good hey. thing for basketball. I think it's a good thing. He got paid, but I also think that it allows the NBA to love Jordan as Jordan again. You know, and I have to look over there and see him as an owner with them jeans on and, you know, with him looking disappointed like he always do. As frowny. Jordan not wearing no Jordans. I mean, hey, hey. It's, it's your job to wear the Jordans. Yeah. yeah. What else have we missed? I'm sure it'll come to us once we hit stop recording. It always, it always hit stop. It always after we hit stop. But... Tarasi hit 10K uh, in, in points. Mm. Damn. So do you think uh, next episode will be the, the breakdown or we kind of want to wait a little bit closer to the season to see if anything kind of happens in preseason that we have to adjust? I mean, there's going to be injuries that we didn't see coming. You know, as they're as football is, you know, mm-hmm. there'll be a, uh, there'll be that, that quick emergency message. Like when, when Burrow, when Burrow got, uh, when Burrow got, uh, got carted off the field, uh, I, I thought we would have to record immediately because mm. Burrow not playing this year would be oof, a problem. Uh, no, I mean, it depends on how soon we record again. Uh, I might just do a little. Oh, you know what? Before we do this, because I have to ask him, Keys, what is your expectations going to Logan Paul, Nate Diaz, <laughs> or was it? Is it Logan Paul? Is, which which Paul is it? Um, uh, that's Jake. Yeah, Logan's the one that wrestles. Logan okay. does WWE. Yeah, yeah, because Logan's wrestling. Uh. Ricochet Saturday. Is that this weekend? Yes. It's the fifth. Yes, that's this weekend. Yeah. SummerSlam. SummerSlam's the same night, and I might I might do a wrestling podcast. But go ahead. If if Diaz doesn't start bleeding, I think he has a solid chance of beating. Okay, you, you just said the you just said the word. You touch him, you touch him in the wrong spot, he starts bleeding. <laughs> that man yeah. got so they might call has it early. Skin. They might call it early if he starts bleeding pretty bad. Because he can't help it, so I just don't understand why why Jake Paul never fights anybody the same age as him. They probably what 25, 26? Which Jake is the oldest one or uh no, I think that's the that's the that's the young one. I think Logan's the old one. He's is 26. There, is there like other celebrities uh boxing too or is this them too? 
Uh, let's see. I think he's trying to make it more of like fight fights. Like he doesn't. He does. He's trying to get rid of that celebrity title, but still make the celebrity money. He's gonna. I mean, in order to do that, he's gonna have to sit down with the. You know what I'm saying? With the boxing dons. He got to sit down with the, you know, with the WBC or the WBA and and let somebody come fight him. Mm. So, uh, so apparently, so the card, so I pulled up the, uh, the boxing card for, on CBS, uh, on CBS's site. They say, uh, Jake Paul, Nate Diaz, you know, of course, that's the, uh, that is the main event. Uh, Amando Serena versus Heather Hardy. Uh, Shadisha Green versus Olivia Curry. Ashton Live versus William Sliver. Alan Sanchez versus Angel Beltran Villa. And then Chris Avila versus Jeremy uh, Stevens. I don't know any of these people. <laughs> they could be YouTubers, they could be pro fighters. I don't know. I'm pretty sure we just need to find out when the main event is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'll be online whenever that that is. And this is gonna be okay. This is a quick little rant. Okay, so everybody in here has ESPN Plus, I think. Yes. I do not. You ain't missing nothing. Yeah, yeah. Not uh, <laughs> because it infuriates me that like, hey, this is ESPN Plus. But then, I don't really feel like I get like a real plus when it comes to these events. Key example, I paid $6 for, for Peacock. And for $6 for Peacock, I can watch every single WWE pay-per-view. You know how much WWE pay-per-view used to be? $60? Yeah. yeah. But I can watch every WWE pay-per-view ESPN Plus, I'm paying you ESPN. Why can't I watch, watch these these premium fights? Well, it's like you got to buy a Plus, and then you got to buy UFC. Yes. Why is there two gaps? Why is there two two fucking? Why is it double secured here? Either oh, you let me. To, you had to buy ESPN Plus, or have live TV. <laughs> And even 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 still, your ESPN Plus doesn't work as well as as you wanted to work. The login process is ridiculous sometimes. The whole ESPN app is trash. You need a new UI. That's what it means. Somebody to get on there. And... How do you send me a news article? I click on the news article, and then it goes to baseball if it's a football topic. Topic, like. <laughs> that shit is trash. They, they need to fix the, they need to fix the base UI and then the, and the GUI for for the entire ESPN page. But you know, what do I know? Oh, uh, anything else? Anything else? Yeah. I think this is oh. good. We'll catch up and we'll get a little. Hey, yeah, I'm good for tonight. Right. Yeah. Good, you good keys? Yep. Yeah, we got we got all the we got all the old stuff out. It's in a box. We'll kick it out. Uh 
if you if you want to jump on the mics after DS fight, you can. Uh, Keys, I might jump on after SummerSlam. Cause I might have some thoughts. I might have my Rey Mysterio mask on too. Oh, <laughs> oh I have a Rey Mysterio mask. I've seen it. Yeah. Break it out every so often, man. And that's the blood. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know what uh, they, you doing, I said, I don't, don't want to know what you're doing, but okay. How are you doing that crazy, man? Like, you know, it's just, look, every so often the mask got to come on, man. You, know? you never know when I got to do a spray pour, you know, somebody. You know, <laughs> somebody got to get DDT'd up in here. Uh, for, for more information, on Late Game Heroics, please visit us on Facebook. Please visit us on X, Twitter, whatever it's called. Whatever, <laughs> you know, the one where you, you know, you, you know, you know the site. You said a blue bird, now it's just the X for some reason. Yeah, you know. Um, you contact us at lategameheroics at gmail.com. Please don't be afraid to reach out. My name is Gary Isbell. For my co-hosts, Shea Keys and Joey, thank you guys very much. We'll see you guys next time. Peace.